Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 348. Yeah, 348. We just, uh, it's pretty weird. I'm going back in the uh, uh, in the, the backlog uh, just to see uh, when uh, certain bands I plugged, which episodes they were and when it was. And I was like, damn, only, uh, it's been four years since I talked about this band and we were... And we had episodes that, whose digits were still beginning in one. <laughs> oh, like, Jesus, it didn't even feel that long ago. But it, it kind of is. <laughs> they, they keep adding up, right? Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah, and it's just going to keep going that way. Episode 348, before long, we're going to be on the big 400. Yes. It's going to be nice. Yeah. Uh, what uh, About the end of this year, we'll be pretty close to that 400. Yep. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. We have just another, uh, yeah. Yeah, another 50-some-odd weeks. As long as I don't break my face and we take a month off. Yeah, for then- the love of God. <laughs> yeah, or I don't have to be put up in the hospital for some fucking thing going on with my head. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm pretty over that. Yeah. Well, me and Eric are definitely hoping for a better 2024. All right, a lot of great yeah. stuff on this one as per usual because that's just the way we do it. I'm going to run down my list. Uh, I'm going to start on the 14th. Some cool stuff that has come out and others that will be coming out. First, My Terry released Illusion, which is an LP on Alerta Antifascista Records. Then Blasure released La Maniere, which is an EP, which is actually a vinyl version, a vinyl release on Tough Ain't Enough Records of their self-titled EP, same tracks, but that was released earlier in 2023. Idols put out a new single from their upcoming album, Gift Horse is the single. Uh, Modern Life is War released Tribulation Work Songs on the 16th, and that is just a compilation of their last three or four, two to three track EPs. Uh, trying to rise and and trying to rise and anxiety. Two different bands that are on Samstrong Records. Samstrong Records put out a sampler featuring their new roster, which is those two bands that came out on the 16th. Mad Caddies put out a new single called Baby on the 17th. Von Toxic put out Toxic Avengers tribute Full Moon over Toxic Town. That was 18th, 19th. Free Sergio released The Nail in the Coffee over on Pirates Press. They released a flexi vinyl, I guess a flexi uh, record there for noise track, Liam. Uh, We'll be playing a bunch of stuff next episode. There's a handful of stuff that's going to be coming out next Friday the 2nd uh, on Pirates Press, which I'll be getting to towards the end of this list. But then a bunch of stuff that they shared over the last couple months, Pirates Press put out. So on the next episode, not this one, but 349, I'm playing nothing but recent Pirates Press releases So look forward to that one. Uh, Out of Chaos on the 19th released Not Like You, which is a single. Metric Fuckton released Sunbeam, which is a single. (laughs) Diskelma released Kings of Sex. Interesting title there. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So Say They. Uh, That came out on the 19th. Never Learn released Worst Mistakes and Best Excuses. Ricky Rochelle released Cannibal Island Resort, which is an EP on the 19th. Out of Controller releasing Gimme Nothing, which is a single. Corker releasing Distant Dawn, which is a single. 
Then on the 21st, Coffee Breath, released self-titled Coffee Breath on Die Hipster Records. And yeah, Coffee Breath, not so good. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, I've been there. <laughs> uh, Bristol to Memory, like Bristol, like in, in the UK, Bristol. Uh, it's Bristol to Memory, released Hello Anxious on Wiretap Records on the 21st. American Thrills, released Impossible, featuring Northcote on Wiretap Records. On the 22nd, Laser Christ, that's all one word, released self-titled Laser Christ on We Did This Records. Heron, H-A-R-E-N, released Antisocial, which is a 12-inch vinyl, but it's an EP because I think there's five tracks, but it's going to be released on a 12-inch vinyl through Mendeku Discock. On the 22nd, Domain, releasing Spores of Industry, which is a single on Days. The High Towers, releasing Unique Pleasures. Uh, over on Melodic Punk Style on the 26th. Uh, Alkaline Trio will be releasing Blood, Hair, and Eyeballs on the 26th. Hammerhead releasing Nachtenken Uber Deutschland on the 26th. Streckmeitel is releasing Type 1312 on Spastic Fantastic Records. That's two German bands right there. Uh, they'll be both on the 26th. Retarded is releasing Same as the First. Also on the 26th, a few more releases, as that will be this coming Friday. Attack Zero will be releasing Ciudades on Static Shock Records. Nasty, and that's N-A-S-T-I for Nasty, releasing People Problem on Static Shock Records. Heavy Seas releasing Distortion Days on Rad Girlfriend Records. Acumen releasing Mark 7, and that's the Roman numeral 7 on Rad Girlfriend Records. Enemic Interior releasing 3, the Roman numeral 3, which is an EP on Mendeco Discock. <laughs> and then Bullshit Detector releasing Violet Crown, which is an EP. Man, they did this cover on that one. Uh, the Plimsolls, Million Miles Away. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the band Plimsolls and their song nope. Million Miles Away. It's like a alternative rock type track. Uh, hmm. I recommend checking it out. You can already go hear the digital stuff, but, but I think it's still pre-order. And then the three-track vinyl 7-inch actually comes out on the 26th. Those tracks are great. Bullshit Detector's great. That cover is fantastic. I listened to that cover so enough that uh, Bandcamp won't let me listen to it anymore unless I pay $2. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, been there plenty of times, and at that point it's like, yeah, if I listen to it this many times, I'm buying it. Right. Well, I, I actually pre-ordered but it, it, it's through the record label that they, that's putting it out, the 7-inch. Uh, and it's yeah. for 15 bucks. <clears throat> and I didn't want to spend another 5 bucks to get the digital version because sometimes in those uh, 7 inches, 12 inches, whatever, you'll get a download code for it. And since I didn't exactly. buy it direct from their Bandcamp page because they didn't offer it there, then it wasn't offered as a free download with purchase of that and so I didn't want to spend another five bucks for the three tracks when I already spent 15 plus shipping and shit. So uh, I'm holding out. So when that gets here, hopefully I don't have to spend another five bucks. I know it sounds like a butthole, but you know what? I'm supporting plenty of bands out there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. We don't uh, want to spread ourselves too thin. Right. Exactly. Uh, just a few more to go on uh, the 30th now. Accidente and Night Watchers are releasing a split LP. RotatorVinyl.com is putting out their bullshit 2024. Uh, various artists, I think that's the vinyl version. I think you can already go over to RotatorVinyl.com's Bandcamp page and check out some cool stuff that they are putting out on that uh, compilation. Italian Blood are, are, 
Our buddies in Italian Blood are putting out a split with Classic Criminal, an Italian band. Uh, and that'll be out on Liberty or Death Records, that split. Looking forward to it. Rival will be releasing Blitzkrieg, which is an EP on Common People Records on the first. Uphill Struggle releasing Tall Tales and Low Blows on the first. Then on the second, uh, Night Fever releasing Dead End. Those Pirates Press releases I was refer talking about just a moment ago, which we'll be playing stuff off of because I have early digital copies of all of them. Brigada Vendetta releasing This Is How Democracy Dies, The Complicators with their self-titled The Complicators, Hunting Lions, Kings of the Avenue, uh, which is their light and dark EPs combined. That Those each had five tracks, so that makes a full length there. So it has a different name, but it's actually the same ten tracks. Then Same Side will be releasing Oh No on Pure Noise Records. Dog-Eared will be releasing It's Probably Benign. Video X is releasing Attack, which is a single. The Losing Streaks releasing Last House on Slovenly Records. Sensor Ghost releasing a three-song seven-inch split on Discord Records. The Promised End releasing For the Buried and The Broken on Sound Investment Records. That's my list. Eric, you're up. All right, on the 15th, um, you may remember Amigo the Devil released the Mechanics single. I went into, uh, well, not in too much detail, as I reiterate, the song sort of speaks for itself. On the 16th, Modern Life is War released Tribulation Work Songs, sort of a follow-up to all the uh, little uh, Work Songs uh, singles and EPs that were putting out prior. And on the 17th, <coughs> got four singles to plug there. Uh, Cages by Strung Out. Ruination by Worst Doubt, Consequences by Escalate, and Bloody Nose by Frick, which I played on the last episode. And their self-titled album is going to be coming out on the 16th of next month. Unless you're me, Sid was nice enough to leak the whole album to me. <laughs> so I'm going to listen to it, suckers. Anyway, on the 19th, Green Day released Saviors. I completely forgot that they were working on new material. Me too. Didn't even know they were. Yeah. It was just sort of like, uh, oh, yeah, came by. But this was a, a follow-up to the record they released in 2020. I can't remember what it was called, but I remember everyone hated it. It was just terrible. So I'm like, <laughs> well, okay. Well, uh, hopefully they do better this time around. But I haven't really given a shit about Green Day. Not ever. So <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty much with you. Yeah. I like their Dookie when it first came out, which was before Eric was born. But... Uh, it no, got it so right overplayed. After, it was right after I was born. Was it? It came out. It, it came out in '94. Oh, what? I thought it came out. in... Well, I guess it depends on the month, but <laughs> I thought it came out in '92 or '93. Anyway, it's about a, it's as old as Eric then, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, it got so overplayed that I got burned out on it. And uh, I enjoyed American Idiot when it came out, the single. Yeah, but, but also got overplayed. Yes, exactly. And uh, then I just kind of got over it in general, as far as Green Day goes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, some of the big pop punk bands have been uh, pretty busy this year. What with Green Day releasing new material, Blink-182 haven't released a new album, and uh, yeah, Alkaline Trio coming out with Blood, Hair, and Eyeballs later this month. Right. So that's going to be uh, that's gonna be cool. And Sum 41 not releasing new music, but touring. They're going to be on their last tour ever. Yep, I saw that. Yeah, so that's going to be... Uh, it's going to be interesting seeing right? those bands. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, Sum 41's been sort of uh, off and on the past uh, decade anyway. So. Right. 
So yeah, it is kind of a uh, it is kind of a decent send off. Actually, I think they are releasing new music. I saw that they had a, a new music video. I can't remember the name of the song, uh, but it was it took place on an airplane, and everyone just uh, was sort of partying on it. <laughs> it's <was> pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I'll look, I'll look into that. Some new Sum 41. I listened to it. The song was decent. Classic pop punk style. It's not really my vibe, but it, it was good. <laughs> cool. Anyway, <clears throat> on the 22nd, uh, Domain release, uh, released Spores of Industry, the single. And on the 2nd, uh, 2nd of February, Ghoul's going to release their Noxious Concoctions EP. I already uh, plugged one of the singles on that a few episodes ago, and... Yeah, I'm excited for what the rest of Ghoul is going gonna, is gonna to churn out. And I'm also excited that Ghoul will be coming to Salt Lake in February. Or maybe it's uh, not February, March. March 3rd. I cannot wait for that show. I've wanted to see Ghoul forever. <laughs> they look awesome. Uh, anyway, that's what I got for uh, uh, brand-ass new releases. Now let's talk about the sort of older new releases. Right. <laughs> And this episode, I'm going back to the band Old Ghosts. I talked about Old Ghosts on uh, this podcast before, back in uh, November of 2020, episode 184, talking about their self-titled album. And in January 2021, on episode 193, talking about the album Crow. Right. Yeah, and they are back releasing uh, new material. If you don't remember, Old Ghosts, they're a melodic hardcore band starting in Buffalo, New York, sometime in the early 2010s. Not sure about the year. I'd wager to say it was like... 2012 2013 because their first album came out in 2013 okay anyway uh, yeah they're a band that's like a melodic hardcore that's staying intricately in close quarters by not staying uh straying too far from its hardcore base point uh to maintain its swells of blatant brutality and keeping it on par with the adjacent flavorful melodies they're and they've been plugging away for over a decade now like i said they've formed around 2011 2012 whatever <laughs> but yeah, over a decade with two albums, four EPs, one of which is the split they did with a band, Longest War, and they were featured in the 100 for Haiti Benefit compilation in 2020. And like I said, I plugged their self-titled and their Crow record, and now they have two brand new songs that were released within four weeks of each other. And I'm here to talk about at least one of them. <laughs> the first one they released was Still Sinking on December 3rd, then Apologists on the 29th. And it's the latter I'm going to be talking about. Apologist is aggressive and unfiltered and has some great chant-along parts. And it's only about a minute and a half long. And it sounds like classic melodic hardcore to me. I was having trouble making out the words as there were some lyrics that were practically indecipherable. So I reached out to their singer, Derek Cole, on the band's Instagram, asking for a clarification. And he responded by stating it was his reaction to the murder of George Floyd and how people were justifying the actions of the officers involved. So, yep. <laughs> That's, I'm like, okay, I kind of got the gist of what you were putting on. I just wasn't sure if it was about anyone specific. And now I know. So thank you, Derek, for uh, getting back to me on that. And, and yeah, the song fucking kicks ass. Let's listen to it. <laughs>
So yeah, short, sweet, and fucking brutal and aggressive as all hell, still the same. <laughs> and so yeah, old ghosts, they still fucking got it after over 10 years. And and yeah, the, the subject of police brutality is nothing new in lyrics, even beyond that of punk and hardcore music. I mean, I mean, one of the most uh, famous anti-pig anthems is Fuck the Police. <laughs> yeah. So we know how that goes. Uh, but the way I see it is... Uh, if these injustices continue to happen in the world, then they are still worth being pissed at and need to be talked about, and even more so. These songs are singles. These songs are singles slated to be released in an upcoming LP. That's what they were teasing on their Instagram. So I need to talk to uh, Derek more about that. Be like, so uh, uh, when's the when's the release date, huh? <laughs> when's the release date? Maybe we should interview you. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, I'm in. I'll be in touch with the old ghost folks and uh, expect more from them. I'm pretty stoked. Awesome. Uh, I got a bunch of stuff, as per usual, shared. Uh, so we're going to get to a few of those tracks on this episode. Uh, the band Bankrupt, our pals from Budapest in Hungary. Uh, thank you to Rocco again, uh, sharing their music. So on January 12th, just about 10 days ago, uh, they released... Uh, it's hard to say a single because it's it is one song, but the the way they do it is they release it in Hungarian and in English. So it's really two yeah. songs because it's the same song, audibly if you didn't listen to the vocals or the lyrics rather. Sort of like what uh, Rammstein did with Du Hast. Right. Yeah, they released. Uh, yeah, they released the album. It was on Sinsog, but then as uh, in an expanded version of the CD, they had uh, yeah they had the English version of that song. And if you go look on Bankrupt's Bandcamp page, you will see all their singles, and there's going to be an English version of them and a Hungarian version of them. So you can hear it in both. Uh, maybe for those who don't speak Hungarian but you do speak English, you can listen to the English and have a greater appreciation for the Hungarian as you might understand a little more uh, what's going on there. So, Hol van Apens is what the song is in Hungarian, but Who's Gonna Pay is English. Uh, this particular track is the theme song. So the theme, sorry, the theme of this song is the country's corrupt political elite showing off their stolen wealth, which is a topic that is easy to relate to anywhere in the world. Yes, it is. So they're speaking specifically for them about Hungarian government. But hmm. as, as you said... It can be applicable to so many others, most others probably. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's sort of a it's sort of a thing. Like uh, I remember when we were interviewing a uh, uh, Soldiers of Destruction, and Morat was talking about the songs that were applicable to uh, UK's political division at the time, which was you know, in 1982, 83. And now those people uh, they don't matter anymore. Yeah. So it is hard being like a very precise with a situation you're pissed off at because. Uh, then it's uh, sort of shelf life is is limited. Yeah. Because <laughs> how many people are going to remember that anymore? And how many people, even in that current moment, are going to be able to relate to it? It's You kind of have to stretch the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the relation at that point. Absolutely. Well, that's what you're going to get here with Who's Going to Pay Bankrupt. The band has been around for over, or about, around 25 years, rather. Uh, let's check them out. Thank you again, Rocco, for continuing to share your music with us. Let's get to it. It's bankrupt. Hungarian 
should have billions, but somehow it's zero. Zero savings in the bank, so poor it's such a shame, man. He's the black sheep of the family, a guy without a game plan. Please take me for a free ride, could you do me one more favor? Will you invite me to the beach house? gonna pay uh seems right like now all it's of just us, us. <laughs> yes i was gonna say it seems like it's us <laughs> eventually those who are re responsible will pay maybe not in this life but the afterlife yeah, that's right they'll probably come back as a maggot <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome if you believe in reincarnation that is <laughs> true and in some cases uh you might not need to believe in it it might just happen to you yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're food for the maggots anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a nice little, uh, it's, instead of food for the birds, I like saying food for the maggots. It means it could be a rotting corpse or you could just be a piece of shit. Right. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, that makes a, uh, that just sounds a little bit more harsh. <laughs> anyway, the yeah, Bankrupt. That song fucking was uh, awesome. I yes. enjoyed it. Go, go support our pals in Budapest. Uh, I love that they do that. And they're, they're every couple months, they're, they're putting out another single. So it's really cool that they are as active as they are and doing the cool stuff they are. The artwork on all of their singles is really cool, too. So definitely check that out. Next up, we're going to head from uh, Budapest to Wollongong in Australia for the band Shawnee's Angels. Well, that just sounds weird. <laughs> I don't believe that uh, the shoddy I know would uh, be in <laughs> would be in a what is it a crewment of any angels. <laughs> she could make the antithesis there, right? The Shawnee's demons. Yeah, that would be more <laughs> that'd be more befitting of her. She is a recovering Mormon, so <laughs> as far away from uh, the term angels as she could get, the better. I mean, she doesn't even put a. Yeah, she doesn't even put an angel on her on the top of her tree. <laughs> Actually, she never really did that. And uh, the tree is Yule, not fucking Christmas. That's a whole other fucking can of worms. But the point is, Johnny don't got no angels. <laughs> well, in this case... She has a ghost. <laughs> thank you to Shawnee of Shawnee's Angels. And this Shawnee being of Wollongong, not the Shawnee that Eric was just referring to, who's not from yeah. Wollongong, Aussies. or even in Wollongong. <laughs> it's a Shawnee the Aussie. <laughs> yeah. uh, she sent an email on the 15th, so thank you for sharing your music with us. Uh, they put out their debut self-produced album on December 27th. It's called Planet Panic. Brand new stuff here. Only been out a couple weeks. They did do... Uh, a couple singles. One was earlier in the year. Uh, what one was that? Like Authorized, something like that. That's not the one we're playing. I wanted to play their newest uh, single that they released, intentional single anyway. And that single is uh, Omicronic. And they did so, I think that was early on in December. So 
Uh, you can go check out the other tracks that's over on their Bandcamp page. Uh, they are DIY punks inspired by a haphazard collection of sound influences. And they say, for fans of The Distillers, Wax, The Bronx, Press Club, Spanish Love Songs, if any of those are bands you enjoy, well, we're about to listen to something that you'll probably enjoy as well. And if you don't know those bands and you hear this and you like it, well, you just got a whole list of other bands for you to go check out. Yeah. I mean, the bands that you list out, I mean, I like most of them, so this is, uh, this is off to a good start. Well, let's get into it. Here is their December single from their newest release, or their album, their LP album. Uh, came out on the 27th. Omicronic, here is Shawnee's Angels. <laughs>
right? That was a lot going on in there, but shit was all cohesive. It all was strung together very well. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm impressed. I am damn impressed. It's good stuff. Uh, again, Shawnee's Angels, Planet Panic is a full length, so there are several other tracks to go check out. Uh, Omicronic is that track, and yeah, I recommend checking them out. Uh, and again, if you like them, uh, we listed a whole bunch of other bands you might like, yeah. or if you don't know those bands, even though, uh, you know, I, I didn't know Wax or Press Club, but I like Spanish love songs, I like the Bronx, and I like the Distillers. Yeah, those are the, those are the same ones that I, uh, was able to recognize and so also did it. We could probably go check out Wax, and that's Wax with two A's, W-A-A-X. Yep. And then Press Club. So good stuff. Shawnee's Angels. Thank you again, Shawnee, for reaching out and sharing your music yeah. with us. You know, I just messaged uh, uh, my Shawnee and was like, hey, there's this band from Australia named after you. <laughs> Shawnee's <laughs> Angels. She's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, hey, but you might like them. Yeah, you just might. They're on Bandcamp. Check them out there. Eric, uh, what do you got next? Well, I got the uh, kind of a surprise single to uh, not just me, but I guess to his uh, fans uh, from Elliot Rubin. Elliot Rubin was, uh, I never heard of him, but he was a, he's a solo artist, or rather was kind of a solo artist. Well, he still might be, still releasing shit under his name, but I digress. Uh, he's from Stone Mountain, Georgia, and has been active since like the mid-2000s as not just a musician, but as an artist <clears throat> and a poet as well. Uh, he released his first album, Love and Daggers, in 2019. And it was a style composed to fit the framework of acoustic-based indie music. Uh, however, in 2022, he released a single named Kentucky Gentleman, which completely turned his <laughs> aforementioned uh, sound on, his, on its ear. As the this one was a lot more aggressive and had a bit of a sneer to it. Uh, later, he'd release another single called Declaration, followed by the Send Hell single, which contained uh, the previously mentioned track, along with the song Murphy Brown, who are all following in the footsteps of Kentucky Gentlemen. And that style is sort of rooted in alt-rock and grunge, but with a heavy leaning toward punk. And basically, think like old-school Nirvana or Tad with vocals you'd sooner hear in a skate punk band. You'll hear it. Uh, you'll hear it in this song, Murphy Brown. Like uh, I describe it as like a heavier no effects. Cool. And these songs will be released in an upcoming LP titled Send Hell. And the release date is yet to be determined. I was looking on his website. He's like, it's just coming later this year. All right. Well, I keep my eye out. But <laughs> but yeah, here is Elliot Rubin with Murphy Brown. You're cracking under the pressure I can see you fraying at both ends And maybe all of us are just hanging on by our thread You're cracking under the pressure
it is kind of a, it is some music that's sort of walking that fine line of uh, punk rock and alt rock. It's not, it's just right smack in the middle, I hear, at least with the, uh, uh, the this song as well as the other two. Um, but yeah, it sounds punk to me. Yeah. <laughs> when I was listening to it, I'm like, yeah, I can, I can hear more of the likes of, uh, well, like I said, early Nirvana, but also, and also no effects, then I would hear like, uh, you know, you think of your standard alt rock bands, you think of the White Stripes, you think uh, fucking Sonic Youth or anything like that. Yeah, they sound quite different, <laughs> quite different. And, and yeah, I'm stoked for it. I, yeah, Elliot's, uh, Elliot Rubin, I keep wanting to say Elliot Smith. I'm like, that is not even close. (laughs) (laughs) But Elliot Rubin, he has gone on to say uh, that this upcoming record was the album he always wanted to uh, create. So I'm like, well, okay. Fucking free range. I'm into it. (laughs) So, yeah. Much like I said with uh, Old Ghost, I look forward to what's yet to be released. Awesome. Well, during this episode i actually do have something older to play uh i've been going through uh for a separate project i'm working on over the next year amongst several others that i i just have too many interests not enough time but (laughs) uh, i've been going through some older punk movies and punk documentaries and stuff and so i came across suburbia i don't believe i'd seen it way back when it came out in 1983 which definitely was before eric was born (laughs) yeah a good 11 years (laughs) uh and the, the, the movie, the, there were some cool parts of the movie. I mean, the ending was awful, but it was 83, and uh, I mean, you could just end the movie, you know. I'm not going to spoil it in case anybody wants to go out and watch a not-great B-movie that's punk-themed. But what they did have that was cool in the movie is they did have a handful of bands playing live. They had the Vandals playing Pat Brown in there, which I'd played before on the show, but this was in 1983, 1983 Vandals playing at the venue of the movie, and they played that live. Uh, They also had D.I., and D.I. was playing the song that we're going to play here in just a moment. So uh, I thought, you know what? I'm going to talk about that. If you want to go watch the movie, cool. There's some cool live performances. I think the Germs were in there, and then I think there was one other band. But the DI track stood out to me because I had played the Germs on the show before. I'd played the Vandals and that specific Pat Brown song before. But I hadn't played DI, which I'm surprised that I hadn't uh, when going through and playing some of the classic punk stuff. And if you're unfamiliar with DI, they're from Fullerton, California. Uh... In 1983, they put out self-titled D.I., which also is like The Goon or something like that, uh, also known as that. But uh, originally, it was released as their self-titled or just D.I. and Kind of like what the germs did with G.I. Could be. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, speaking of. I mean, if the germs were in there, it would be minus their singer because Darby Crash was dead three years by that point. Oh, really? Yeah, he was dead in I 19- didn't put the... He died in 1980. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I, I mean, didn't... the germs still carried on a bit without him. They, I mean, they played here in Salt Lake back in 2009, just with a different singer. Sort of like how Dead Boys are still going. Right. Yeah, but I don't think they're like an active band creating music or anything like that. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure they're not doing anything now. <laughs> 
Well, check out the movie, and you can see it. I didn't put two and two together at that point because it had taken place so long ago. I didn't think about the dates, but Eric knew them off the top of his head. Yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't seen the movie Suburbia, but I will fact check you on that while the song is playing. Fair enough. We're going to get to that song. Uh, the band DI formed in 81 by Case, uh, vocalist Casey Royer uh, while he was on hiatus with uh, a temporary hiatus with his former band, which was The Adolescents. There you go. There's a little punk history for you. We're going to play the track that they played live in the show, in the movie. Uh, it's Richard Hung himself. Here's D.I.
Your answer is non-seglator. Okay, I did a fact check. The three bands featured on Suburbia were The Vandals, D.I., and T.S.O.L. Yep. <laughs> that was the other one you were mixing up. So They played yeah. the, a, a track, No God, from The Germs, but The Germs didn't perform that track. Yeah. That was the only, I think that might have been one of the only tracks played that weren't featured live. I think the Vandals did both their tracks that are on the soundtrack live. TSL def- TSOL definitely did both theirs. I remember those, and I remember watching DI. So the Germs was just a non-performed live track. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're all Orange County-based bands, so it, it makes sense. Germs are from L.A., a little yeah. further north. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure that's where they filmed Suburbia. If you feel like it, go check it out. Uh, otherwise, there were some cool live performances on there. Uh, that just had reminded me that I hadn't played D.I. yet, and I hadn't played Richard Hung himself yet, so hopefully you enjoyed some cool throwback uh, punk music there. Eric? I certainly did. <laughs> have you seen any live shows in the last week? Let's talk about a few live shows, I just some upcoming cer- ones. I certainly did. I saw two in the same day. Yeah, let's talk about the first one. On the 20th, <laughs> I went to uh, Savannah Haskay's uh, Celebration of Life, and... Uh, and yeah, it was uh, it was kind of weird being there. I mean, uh, I didn't know Savannah all too well, and I'm surrounded by a bunch of her uh, uh, by a bunch of her comrades who knew her like right. <laughs> knew her much better than I did, and were and yeah, they had little uh, a little part before the uh, before the show actually started where everyone uh, just gathered in the garage of your mom's house, <clears throat> and they and they each uh, went up and gave a little. Uh, a little tribute piece and had some little anecdotes prepared to uh, to talk about the memories they hold in such reverence with her. That's uh, that's what that's what people do at funerals, right? <laughs> yeah, but this wasn't a funeral by any means. It was a celebration of life, and and yeah, there was uh, it was a potluck. Some people were bringing fruit, food. They brought some. Uh, they brought a f- little fruit charcuterie board. Uh, charcuterie. I'd never. I never knew how to pronounce that stupid <laughs> word. <laughs> Charcuterie. <laughs> yeah. And uh, my friend Zach made his uh, coveted stuffed mushrooms. He actually made them for me, specifically for me. I was like, okay, well, I now I have to show up on principle. <laughs> no, I did show up to uh, support. I donated some money to the... Uh, uh, to the to the funds, the cash box, and there was a GoFundMe set up for... Uh, for Haskay's family to help with funeral expenses, and they raised a good amount. Uh, I won't disclose the amount, but it will at least help them uh, deal with the uh, crematory costs. Oh, good. And and yeah, hopefully there will be uh, some left over to put towards the uh, uh, like a like a headstone, the burial plot. Because uh, I mean, dying is expensive, right? Guys, it's fucking stupid. I mean, you don't have to worry about the cost. But yeah, that's going to be on somebody else when, when your time comes. I know. It's just like, uh, you know, I feel like uh, it's like that song Going Out in Style by Dropkick. Right. It just feels like uh, it reads like a last will. It's like, these are my uh, these are my wishes for what to do after I'm dead. Bury me with the enemy at Mount Cavalry. <laughs> you know, stick me in a pile, soak me down with whiskey. <laughs> you know, I can really give a shit. I'm going out in style. <laughs> Some people just uh, 
uh, would prefer that. But, you know, back in reality here, uh, they're handling her death the way that they see fit or towards how she thought she saw fit. Right. And, and yeah, the show itself, it was, uh, it was fucking cool. Narc, uh, Narc played first, and I was, uh, I was more or less just uh, mingling outside. I'm like, I've, I've seen Narc a bunch of times. Like, it's okay. Sorry, Spence. Sorry, Emma. It's just, <laughs> it's just, I was having good conversations with people. And then Sacrilegion played, and I was like, I was really into that. I love watching Sacrilegion. They just get really into it, and they are just so on point. It's just great to see that uh, death metal is still alive. Good. Yeah, which is, yes, I know the irony in that statement <laughs> given the situation, but okay. And then I watched uh, Acid Hologram. I haven't seen those guys in a long time. And we were, Anonymous was supposed to play a show with them last November with Arm for Apocalypse, but that show got canned because, the, uh, because one of the guys in the touring band uh, not Arm for Apocalypse, but the other one. I can't remember their name, but he had a family emergency. He had to drop off the tour, so they were like, oh, well, I guess we can't tour anymore. I'm like, oh, fuck, fuck you. That's bullshit. But, <laughs> yeah, Acid Hologram was supposed to play with us on that show. I was really looking forward to it, but, yeah, spilt milk. Yeah, but Among Wolves fucking kicked ass, and, you know, they're just uh, two guitarists and a drummer, and I even made a point like a, uh, during their set when in between songs. You guys are doing really good as a band that doesn't have a bassist. <laughs> <laughs> and then Conrad, who was there, he just looked, are you offering something, Eric? <laughs> I'm like, no, <laughs> I can't. I'm stretched too thin as it is. <laughs> so even with the fact that I am, <laughs> that I'm involved in half of the musical projects that I was uh, the previous year. <laughs> yeah, I'm still stretched thin. So, Whatever, I hope they get a new bassist. <laughs> Let's see. And then Social Stigma, I watched most of their set, and they were fucking, they were on point as always. Love watching those guys. They fucking kill it. And, and yeah, then at that point, I was like, all right, let's uh, head on over to the show at Aces, which was Captain Daniels and the Sunnybrook Sailors, Murphy the Giant, and Folk Hogan. I hadn't seen Folk Hogan in a good minute, so I'm like, yeah, you know what? These guys play a show almost every weekend. I think I could see them this time, <laughs> especially with them playing uh, Aces. Uh, Captain Daniels, I watched them for a bit. They always kick ass. I've never seen a bad Captain Daniels show, and they play a different set pretty much every time. just kind of depends on which, what type of show that they're playing. It's like, yeah, we got our more punk songs, and we got our songs that are aimed more towards a metal demographic, and then we got our pirate sea shanties for most folk-based uh, folk shows. I think we can uh, handle ourselves, and I really I really admire that about those folks. So, again, always cool to see them. Murphy and the Giant, I hadn't seen since, fuck, since I was working as a doorman or a bouncer over at uh, Piper Down. And Piper Down, they have their house bands there, and that's one of them. And, and yeah, they were good. I was just, I was just sitting in the back at the, at the bar, just uh, kind of uh, mingling with one of my friends, and I'm just bobbing the head, just slapping the hands on the table. I'm like, these guys are really fun. You can tell they're just into it. You know, I wouldn't necessarily go out of my way to listen to them, but seeing them live, they got the energy for, for a live performance. And Folk Hogan, they are no exception to the rule. Those guys are just, they are just on it. <laughs> they fucking kicked ass live. They didn't play all my favorite songs. In fact, they only played two. One was Fire Breather and the other 
was their opener, Skeleton Scramble, which I played on this episode last October as for a Halloween track. Awesome. Or not last October, but the October before. 2022. I'm, yes, 2022. I'm still trying to get used to the fact that that's uh, now calculated as two years ago. But <laughs> that's, uh, that is when. And, and yeah, Folk Hogan, while I'm not familiar with a lot of the tracks they had released since uh, the album Band of Mighty Souls, hearing them live is just fucking kick-ass. They, they have a great energy on stage, all these... Uh, long-haired gents playing uh, some of their heavier tracks to sort of fit the demographic of Ace's High Saloon. I remember at one point during Fire Breather, Nick Passy, their guitarist, he gets down and sits up on a bar stool and just sort of hunched over the bar itself and just like shredding his solo with the hammer-ons and everything. And then I look back onto the stage and there's uh, Scotty Moses and a uh, uh, their bassist, I forget his damn name, and they're just all hunched over, hanging down, their hair just draped over their heads, and they're just doing windmills and everything. <laughs> I'm like, yep, here we go. This is <laughs> this is Folk Hogan. They are one of the greatest live bands in Salt Lake. Uh, yeah, I got to make a point to see those guys uh, a bit more, but this was uh, one of their more fun shows because it's a, it's a metal bar. People are going to go a little crazy. You know, whereas in Piper Down, it's a little more subdued. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it was cool seeing that show. And, uh, yeah, by the end, I was really fucking burnt out. <laughs> I've been going for almost 12 hours from 2 p.m., which was the start of uh, the memorial show, all the way till last call at fucking Piper Down. It's a long day. Piper at Aces. Right. Uh, so, yeah, that was a, yeah, it was a fun day, to say the least. I mean, even though... Uh, uh, even though that memorial show was, uh, it was exactly that. It was just uh, people celebrating the life of uh, newly, a newly fallen individual. And it sucks. I wish I got to know her more personally. But if, uh, if anything, that's just sort of like a remembrance that if you want to get to know somebody better, then uh, you better do it quick because you never know. They may be gone tomorrow. That's true. Yeah. So it's... It really puts things into perspective. Uh, so anyway, that was my weekend. Um, now for the shows that are uh, coming up, I'm going to be seeing Devo tonight. Nice. Yep. Which at the time of recording, this is Monday, January 22nd. I'll be seeing them up at the Marquee Theater in Park City. And that's going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would be more excited about seeing Devo. I mean, I'm already into it. I pay, I shelled out 100 bucks for the ticket, so <laughs> I better be going. Uh but I hate the fact that it's up in Park City, mostly because it's Sundance. I was just gonna say it's during Sundance. I'm like, oh fuck. So I'm, I'm talking. Because Monday my... on a Park City might not be terrible, especially I don't think it's gonna snow today. It was raining here. I watched the forecast. It's not gonna be. There's not gonna be snowfall pretty much at all this week. So that is good. But uh, Monday during. Sundance is just about as busy as all the rest of the time in Sundance. Mm-hmm. So it's, <laughs> and I'm messaging my friend, like, uh, what do I have to do to get around there? Because my buddy, he's been up there with a, uh, <clears throat> uh, with a production crew, uh, you know, doing camera work, taking pictures and all that. And, and I'm like, what do I have to do to get, like, a decent uh, spot up in uh, Sundance? What's this looking like? Oh, he's like, oh, it's absolute fucking hell. <laughs> the best thing to do is like uh, park down at Park City High and then take the shuttle up saying that you're a volunteer. And by that point, they I did that and they didn't even uh, check if I had any credentials. So I just fucking went up. So 
uh, because he had to get down from the top of Park City Main Street to the bottom to get to the highway. And he said it took him about an hour to get that, to get a whole, not even a mile. It was so clogged up. I'm like, okay, yeah, so the trick is to get up there early, and I'm going to park at Park City High and see if I could get on that shuttle, which if I can't, then I guess I can Uber myself up there, you know, because otherwise I'll be shelling out $50 to just park my damn car. Right. Yeah, so it's going to be costly either way. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the that's the one gripe I have. If it was down here, I'd be fucking excited. But and I'm still excited to see Devo. Don't get me wrong. But oh, I just hate the. I just hate that it's up in Park City. <laughs> yeah. And they've been having like some good artists playing up there. Like they had uh, Too Short over there last. Uh, I think it was Saturday night, or not Saturday. It was Friday night. And the week before that, or a couple weeks before that, was Nas. I'm like, why wasn't I made privy of all this? I don't, I love Too Short. I love Nas. And now it's too late. So <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, but then in hindsight, I'm like, oh, this was all part of Sundance. So yeah, maybe it was a good idea. It didn't go, even though I'd love to see Nas again. I'd right. Love that. But yeah, whatever. That will, uh, I've, I've harped on this long enough. I will report back with the, uh, uh, with my time at Devo With next your week. Devo details? Yep, my Devo <laughs> details. The Devo is in the details. <laughs> uh, it's going to be fun. I, I know it's going to be fun. It'll be worth it. Anyway, on the 24th, oh, we all know what's happening. The Drowns, the are, drowns. Coming to, the drowns are coming to town with Hi-Fi Murder and Pirates of the Promised Land all supporting their show at Aces High Saloon. Starts at 8 p.m. It's about $15 to get in. Really not a bad deal to see these fucking... Uh, these fucking amazing skins. Yep. Yeah, I'm a, that's going to be fun. Uh, let's see. And one more show. Well, two more shows. On the 1st of February, there is another memorial show dedicated to Savannah. And it's going to be a hardcore show with uh, the bands Established, Sewn Shut, Honor Code, Gator, and PCP. That's going to be up at Black Lung Society. That's, they're asking for a minimum of $10 for donation. Starting at uh, 7 p.m. And established, that is a band who has not been around for fucking maybe six years at this point. Wow. Maybe seven, actually. Yeah, they were a short-lived uh, hardcore band. They were just four people, uh, released, a, uh, released a demo and a fully-fledged EP, and then they broke up, like, I think within a year of their, if you'll excuse the pun, establishment. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah, I know the, uh, the singer, Zayna, and the uh, drummer Matt, they were both uh, they were both pretty close to Savannah, so they felt it right to uh, bring that band back just for one show, if not to just uh, pay respects to their uh, to the recently deceased. Right. So I commend them for that. Anyway, on a okay, a more solicitor note, my friend Ari Ari Burduck is turning twenty one on the second of February, and they're doing a birthday show for him at Aces High with. All Systems Fail, Ribbons, Deathblow, Uncross, and Exponential Rat. That's going to be starting at 7 p.m., a little earlier than most, but that's a loaded lineup, so you kind of have to adjust. And it's only going to be $8. $8. It's a local show, and come on, it's for our buddy RE. He's finally 21. He's finally able to go to the bar. I remember celebrating New Year's with him, and the first time he ever got drunk was that night. It was New Year's 2020. Going into 2021. 
Uh, so yeah, it's good to know that he can legally drink now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's gonna be that's gonna be a fun show. I hope so. <laughs> I know it's gonna be. I mean, all systems fail. Death tone, uh, death tones, death death blow and ribbons. I've seen them all before, and they always fucking bring it. They're always a party. Anyway, that's all I got for shows coming up. I got a few. Eric mentioned the Drowns. They did Live Vegas the night before this show comes out. The night the show's coming out, uh, I will be there watching them at Aces High. And then on the 25th, they'll be in Sparks, Nevada at Ranch House. On the 26th, in Sacramento at Cafe Colonial. And then they'll be in Eugene, Oregon on the 27th at John Henry's. So you can go check them out there. Great band. Love the Drowns. A uh, couple other shows to mention. On the 26th, this is in I know Medicine Hat. There we go. It's in Medicine Hat up there in, Cal not Calgary, uh, Alberta, I believe. That's where some of these other bands are from, I think. Anyway, Medicine yeah. Hat in Canada. Uh, you can go see on the 26th, Western Death, Trashed Ambulance, Berserker, Lost Planet Airmen, $15.00. Bands start at 9, 18 and older, unfortunately, for all of you youngsters. Uh, it's at <laughs> Mainliner Pub, so go check them out there. Uh, good stuff. Thousand, brought to you by Thousand Island Records, because I think that's who put out some of those releases, including Trashed Ambulance. Then, the next week on February 2nd, you can go see at News Cafe, and I believe News Cafe is Rhode Island, I think? I can't tell. Anyway... I think that's where it is. You got me, sir. <laughs> I think that's where it is. The bands are from Rhode Island anyway. Uh, you can go see Claxon, who's awesome. Attrition Rate, who's, that's going to be their first show. Impulse and another band's first show, If It Rains. So you can go check out all of those bands. 8 o'clock, 10 bucks, 21 and older, News Cafe. Go follow Claxon 401 if you want more details. But... Those bands, Attrition Rate, and If It Rains, may end up being some pretty amazing bands. And if you want to be at their first show, well, you know where to go. Uh, Friday the 2nd, also in Orlando, Florida, for this show, at Will's Pub. Doors open at 8. You can go see The Attack and Copper Bones. Plus, they're going to add some more bands to the bill. You can go to willspub.org if you want to get more information or get tickets. Go check out our pals in The Attack then on the, which day was this? Oh, nope, that one's on the 16th. We'll get to that one in a week or so. I got two shows left. They're both going to be uh, next weekend. The first one is, we'll do the second first. <laughs> January, uh, February 2nd at Cafe Colonial, which is in, I think that's was Sacramento. Yeah, Sacramento. Uh, you can go see... Hunting Lions do their record release. Brigada Vendetta do their record release. Our pals in Schoonthorpe Yobbs and Divided Youth. All of those bands, $12 in advance, $15 a day of show. Show starts at 7. Doors open at 6.30. We were just talking about a couple of those bands' record releases. Well, you can go check them out doing those shows. And then on the 3rd, the next day in San Francisco at Kilowatt, most of those bands are playing together again. Hunting Lions with the Inciters. Schoonthorpe Jobs and Fringe Benefits. And that's 8 p.m., 21 and older, $10 show. That'll be on the 3rd. That's what I've got. Eric. A Fringe with Benefits? <laughs> fringe with Benefits. You got it. <laughs> uh, that's, that's it, unless Eric's got anything that he came up with in the last uh, I don't know, couple minutes. And Otherwise, let's get to those albums. Yeah, let's get to those albums. I got, I got no more uh, last-minute plugs. Okay. Anyway, 
So we are going to go way back in time to the, uh, well, the early 2000s, which is still, <laughs> yeah, it still feels like a long time ago. <laughs> anyway, we're going to be talking about the fucking seminal Salt Lake City vegan straight edge hardcore band, Cherum. Oh, yeah, Cherum, they fucking dominated the scene in the early 2000s. They were following in the footsteps of their predecessors, such as, like, Clear, and they continued on with this uh, ominous blending of hardcore and metal that was beset in the 90s and into the 2000s. They made it obscenely clear, their message, <laughs> uh, just with the title of their demo they released in 2001, Vegan Power. Yep, there you go. <laughs> they wrote songs, uh, yeah, obviously promoting animal rights and holding them at the forefront, as well as songs uh, calling out other flaws in the human existence, but mostly veganism. <laughs> Actually, no, they didn't write too many songs about uh, veganism. Well, they they did into their uh, second album, The uh, uh, Land of... Uh, oh, Jesus, why can't I remember? We Are the Revolution. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I was mixing up their first album here, but that's what we're going to be talking about. They released their first album, In the Land of the Dead, in 2003. And afterwards, they were approached by the, uh, by the independent label Eden Records, and they were asked to uh, re-release it on their label. They agreed, and they released a revised edition of the CD. The original had a strain of audio clips from news broadcasts referring to the Salt Lake straight-edge scene and the violence and vigilantism therein, but they omitted them as they assumed that no one outside of Salt Lake would understand them. <laughs> and, you know, you got to keep in mind, this was before the, well, not exactly before the internet, before, before streaming and Bandcamp and even before iTunes, so this was like a... Uh, they were still relying on a uh, word of mouth and they had to put more effort out there to get their CDs into, you know, other States. And they only had like a hundred of the originals printed like, uh, well, maybe not a hundred, but more than that. You know, I, I'm just going off of the history on their website. Okay. <laughs> so, and that's where I got like all of this uh, information from and I'm sharing it because it's really interesting. Uh, the other thing they had was the hidden track called I hate George Bush in which local straight-edge rapper Focus, or Folk Knowledge, or Nodge One, uh, laid down bars over the instrumental track of the song This Failure, and they also had that stricken from the second release. And if you listen to it, you'll probably understand why. <laughs> in its place, they added two new songs that were previously written and released for a hardcore compilation that came out earlier. Uh, the label, however, was not impressed with the changes, and they pushed them to release it again, only to have it closer to its uh, original format. So they did just that, keeping the newly added tracks and re-adding most of the audio clips and the I Hate George Bush song, not as a hidden track this time, just like, you know it's there. And this version was released in 2005. And I guess you could call it the official or complete version. It's basically version three. That's how they advertise it on their website. <laughs> and if y'all remember, I plugged the song I Hate George Bush in episode 156 in the spring of 2020. And it's a mishmash track of a vegan straight edge shout outs uh, filled with puns referring to hardcore bands. For example, a disembodied martyr with throw down speeches. I'm a minor threat, but I'll stop fire breathing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's a, it's a cornball song. And uh, every time I bring it up to Dan, he was in the band at some point, Dan Fletcher from City to City and Running to the Sun. 
uh, he keeps telling me, he's like, oh my God, that song. It's it's funny, it was a joke song, but that's our most listened to song on Spotify. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, why not? It's, it's funny. It's a it's a funny song, but damn, I I still love it. I still I still listen to it to this day, even though I can't relate to a lot of the lyrics in the first verse because it's all vegan power and shit like that. But I digress. I actually bring that song up because it's the song that I'm plugging today whose music it was uh, was repurposed for that. And that song is This Failure, like I said. The, yeah, This Failure. And firstly, the music is not following their uh, sort of typical format, uh, format as the majority of the songs on this record. There are tempo changes and with it stylistic changes, and there's not even really a breakdown. And the lyrics themselves are all about pulverizing the so-called failures of humanity and how we've allowed ourselves to fall so far from grace. So, yeah, kind of typical for hardcore (laughs) uh, (laughs) lyrical exclamation. So, yeah, so that's what we got here. Here is this failure from the OG. Well, they're not OG, but they're old as fuck. (laughs) At this point, they're considered a a classic Salt Lake hardcore band. This is uh, this failure from Cherim. It's a pretty fucking, uh, yeah, it's a pretty brutal damn song in and of itself. <laughs> but I've heard the I Hate George Bush song so many damn times that I'm so geared to it 
that when it first starts out, I'm ready to start saying, all right, you fucking pussies. Oh, wait, no, that's different. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that song that song still kicks ass. This whole album kicks ass. So I was like, so yeah, I was uh, listening to all the songs. I'm like, they all sound so similar to each other, which is the one that really stands out. So I folk, I was focusing more on the uh, on the lyricals, uh, the lyricals, the <laughs> lyrics. And what's nice about that uh, website, you know, Charon, uh, Charum.com, I forget what it was actually called, but it, what it does exist. Uh, that's how I found out about all the lore behind this album and its uh, shaky release history. And they actually uh, posted pictures of the CDs themselves the and the inlets of all the sleeves, which had all the lyrics. So I'm like, okay, I'm able to follow along. So, so yeah. On uh, And also on the third release, they actually had each... Uh, yeah, that each song had the lyrics and then an explanation at the end of it saying, like, uh, what the song is in their singer Billy French and composer his own words. It's like, this is the message I'm trying to get across in this song for those of you that can't read between the lines <laughs> or get the metaphors or whatever. No, he doesn't say it like that. He doesn't even say anything. They're just there. So I was following along and then I decided on the song Stand Up and Fight. And that was one of the songs from the aforementioned compilation that got added in the second version and has been there ever since. And this song is more befitting of their style, a lot of uh, mid-tempo groove and beat-down worship. Uh, but the song itself, uh, the lyrics, uh, the lyrics, I should say, they're promoting the mindset to not allow societal norms deviate your attention from what's truly important. To not accept uh, information as fact upon first glance and to not let it define your personality or your life. Uh, it's a reminder to us that most everything is up for debate and should be held as truths after after critical analyses as to get a firmer grasp on whichever subject it is that you hold in the highest of regards. And that's a message that is even more important now than when it was written. With how rapid the spread of information is these days, so is the spread of misinformation, as well as uh, how people formulate their opinions. And with, the, and with that so depletes the importance of fact confirmation and the practice of critical thinking. Like I said, just as fast as information spreads, people are just as fast to uh, jump the gun and just create their opinion right then and there. Right. Feeling like they got to be first to uh, think that way. It's like you're already not first. <laughs> you're just reading the same rhetoric and you're just attaching yourself to it. So, and yeah, I've been obscenely clear with my uh, disdain <laughs> towards, the, <laughs> towards that on many, many other previous episodes. And it's, uh, yeah, it sickens me. And it's just getting worse with uh, each generation, especially now with the TikTok generation. Ugh. God damn it! Just uh, oh yeah, just there's so many there's so many things wrong with this place, <laughs> right? But, yeah, this place. What you mean the state? This fucking planet, man. <laughs> Rather the people on it. <sighs> okay, <laughs> let's uh, stop being angry now, and let's get angry during this song. This is stand up and fight. <laughs>
There was another gang fight on the streets of downtown Salt Lake. <laughs> yeah, they got they got plenty of those sound clips in there, and and yeah, you can find the version of this album, and you can also find uh, I believe the second uh, release on uh, on all the streaming platforms, but. Uh, you can also find it on YouTube. You look it at the Salt Lake Hardcore page, and uh, yeah, you'll find it. <laughs> cool. Anyway, uh, yeah, Jerem is, uh, they're technically still active. Uh, members like uh, Billy French and Trevor Hale, they have gotten busy with other projects, but they still come around to play shows on uh, more special occasions. But don't expect new music from them anytime soon. <laughs> so, uh, really not much else to say, but, uh, well, to quote Focus, if you X up your fist, throw it up in the sky, everybody say, drug free till I die. Nice. <laughs> if taken out of context, it just sounds like a fucking, it just sounds like a slogan on a <laughs> PSA program or like, like a fucking dare program. <laughs> and there have been people who show up at straight edge hardcore shows wearing the dare shirts. I'm like, oh my God, guys, that was a, was a stupid program. <laughs> it didn't work. Christ. Ugh. It, it definitely did not work. It did it. If anything, I mean, maybe for a couple people, but not, not generally speaking. I think it turned more kids into addicts after <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, uh, and you want to know what's funny? Uh, the, the D.A.R.E. program was going on when I was in elementary school. And I didn't realize this at the time, but they had these little booklets of all these uh, little uh, uh, caricatures of uh, people like offering cigarettes or offering drugs to somebody. And the person who was always offering was not white. It was always like a black guy or a Mexican guy. And they had super typical names. It was like the black guy was named Tyrone and the Mexican guy was named Juan. I'm like, oh God, oh God. They're telling, this was my first introduction to racial profiling. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't realize it at the time, but I'm like, in hindsight, I'm like, that was really fucked up. <laughs> right? Yeah, so I was like, yeah, that's the thing that stuck to me. Thanks, Dare. You just told me how you, uh, how you fucking marginalize people. <laughs> yeah, so thanks for that. that. That at least was useful. Drugs? What are drugs? I don't do drugs yet. <laughs> Christ. Anyway, the, the, I'm not going to go on that rant anymore. So, yeah, fucking Cherim, Vegan Salt Lake, Straight Edge, uh, Hardcore, fucking still, they still kick ass. And, yeah, if you get a chance to uh, see them, I recommend you do. Also, the funny thing about Sharem is they've had a revolving door of members. I think Dan even said, like, there was, I think there was a grand total of 30 members of Sharem. <laughs> Just uh, mostly drummers and, uh, I guess, a second guitarist. But the two longest lasting were Trevor Hale and Billy French, one of their guitarists and their singer. And every single one who's been in their band had was vegan and straight edge. It's like they were not budging on that. Nice. <laughs> There's no wiggle room. And some of them still are, some of them ain't in one degree or another, but, yeah, it's the way it goes. Okay, I'm, I'm done talking about uh, Cherim. Dustin, you got something to talk about. I do. I got an album, like I said on the last episode, uh, at least for the foreseeable future. Some albums that probably won't be on my very top of my best of list, but I think are still really great albums from 2023. I was planning on putting my best of albums and EPs and such out for 2023 on Punkanoi Worldwide this week, maybe Friday. I'm hoping I still do, but I know I still got a lot to comb over, so I might have to push it back a week, but I'm hoping this week. But I know I like this one. 
Uh, the album is, well, the band is Ray Gun Cowboys, who put out the album Fortune and Glory, Pleasure and Pain. They put it out on October 27th of 2023. I'd heard Ray Gun Cowboys before. I like Ray Gun Cowboys, but I heard this album when they put it out in October, and man, they are phenomenal. They are great. Have you, are you familiar with Ray Gun Cowboys? I am not. However, this does remind me of the band Naked Ray Gun. Okay. So I'm thinking, yeah, they should do a split EP, Naked Ray Gun Cowboys. They should. <laughs> Their genres, as you're about to find out, might not uh, overlap, but I think they would still complement each other well. Yeah. And uh, without giving up too much, we'll talk about it after we hear the first of the tracks. I did just play a track over on Punkanoi Worldwide. Uh, because we're featuring currently over there bands from Canada, and I just did Alberta Part 2, so I threw Ray Gun Cowboys on there. Ray Gun Cowboys are from Edmonton in Alberta. You can find this album, Fortune and Glory, Pleasure and Pain, on Stomp Records. The album artwork's really great. Came out October 27th. Let's do the first of the two tracks I'll play here on this episode, and it is a full length if I didn't specify. Uh, the first one here is called Strange Times.
for being the first time you heard Ray Gun Cowboys, what'd you think? Well, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's just sort of a rockabilly in a nutshell. It's fun by design. <clears throat> right. It's the type and of music that just uh, gets you swinging. I agree, and I think that they are, to me, they stand out from your typical uh, rockabilly. Even, I mean, how, much, how many rockabilly tracks have you heard that include a saxophone in it? Yeah, not very many. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of a that was a bit of a surprise to me. Right. Uh, and maybe one of those reasons why it makes it so fun because man, the saxophone, I think, is such an underrated, in my opinion, uh, instrument for punk music. Like you, you, we could talk about ska all day long, whatever. Yeah. You know, and ska has horns and saxophones, trumpets, trombones, whatever. Right. There's a variety, but just the saxophone on its own adds so much to, you pick the genre. I mean, I haven't heard a lot of hardcore with uh, a saxophone yet. Yeah, the <clears throat> none that I've heard. <laughs> right. I'm sure, it, I'm sure it exists, and if yeah. it doesn't, well, I, somebody out there should try it. I guess the closest would be that, uh, 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 that fucking song, Last in Line by Funeral Chic. It came out on the Roman Candle album because that had a rather like uh, off the cuff saxophone <laughs> solo, much to the same degree as the one in uh, uh, 1970 by the okay. Stooges. Nice. So, but yeah, other than uh, other than the song "New York's All Right" by Fear and uh, well, all of uh, X-Ray Specs, I can't think much of the uh, I can't think mu of much other bands, punk bands anyway, or punk adjacent bands that have a saxophone in it. Eric, I have done two episodes, and I've got like four or five more queued up. Over, and I'll probably doing them every other month on Punkadoy Worldwide, and that goes for everybody out there. If you want to hear some Killer. saxophone included in punk tracks, and some bands do it in most of their tracks, but uh, I just did it like two to three weeks ago. It was episode two. I did a previous episode probably like a year and a half, two years ago. And I've got a bunch more queued up thanks to people that listen to the show and throughout recommendations, so a lot more to go, including another track on this episode from Ray Gun Cowboys. Let's oh, do yeah. that one. Uh, Never Walk Alone is the track. Again, these guys are awesome. Go find it on Stomp Records, the album Fortune and Glory, Pleasure and Pain. Like I said, the album artwork's really cool, too. Go check that out. Let's do that track so we can start wrapping up the show. Here goes.
what did you think of that one? Well, that one was a bit more uh, uh, hyped up. <laughs> yes. That was almost, that was like the last one had the saxophone included, but that one had more horns. It was almost like taking ska and uh, rockabilly and just smashing it together. Basically, yeah. <laughs> that's what I that's what I thought when I first heard the uh, when you played the first song with a saxophone. I'm like, wait, hey, Dustin's playing a ska track? That never happens, <laughs> right? But no, I was uh, I was quickly corrected. <laughs> right, very rockabilly, but also at the same time, you can't help but think, yeah, there's definitely some ska involved, especially on that track. So again, I recommend it. If you missed them for whatever reason, go check them out. It might be on your best of lists. For 2023, again, definitely going to be on my list. I'm going to be mentioning it, but there was so much great music, as there always is, so it may or may not. I got to really knock down and get my list going, but anyway. Some, uh, yeah, some rockabilly with Caribbean flair brought to you by Canadians. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. I love Ray Gun Cowboys. I liked them before, but man, I really, that album's awesome. Fortune and Glory, Pleasure and Pain. Check them out. We are now going to wrap up the show. Eric and I each have a track to do so. Eric, what do you got? Oh, I got a, I got a song from one of the most seminal rock albums in history by the band Velvet Underground. If you don't know who Velvet Underground is, well, that's the band that introduced the world to Lou Reed. Right. Yep, whose years of addiction served as the distributor of a <laughs> lot of lyrical exclamations in this band. Right. Yep, and eventually his solo material. Anyway, yeah, he had a lyrical style that was somewhat abstract, as if they were written as poems first that were and then put into song. And that style was mirrored in the band's music as they took rock music into different, more experimental landscapes, which landed them on which landed them the label of an art rock band. And they hung out with Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol was their manager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's the one who designed the first album cover. Right. Yep. And so, yeah, it wasn't too different from the sounds being conduced by the likes of Frank Zappa, early Pink Floyd, Grateful Dead, or hell, even the Beatles when they got more experimental with their fucking sitar music and the whole number nine thing. (laughs) 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 However, uh, Velvet Underground, uh, they were set apart from uh, those because they had a more rugged bass. Their guitar work was more riff-based, much like in the Kinks or the Rolling Stones, and their their simple tracks felt very much like straightforward rock and roll. Uh, this sort of uh, counterintuitive structure all came to head in their first album, the self-titled record, the one with the banana on it, which was, <laughs> like I said, painted by Andy Warhol himself. And the album is also credited to the German singer Nico, who did vocals on four of the tracks in this record. And this album was a shock to most rock critics and fans alike, as, you know, at the time, not only was their musical style so shocking and how unconventional it was, but the lyrics itself were not shy in their subject matter, which included, like I said, addiction, but also sexual deviancy, deviancy, prostitution, and sadomasochism. And that's what we will be talking about today via the song (laughs) Venus in Furs. It's my favorite track off of this album. Uh, It's named after a book of the same name, and it retells that the song itself retells the actions in a third person narrative of a dominatrix uh, that are inflicted upon her, the submissive man. And 
they're sort of diving into the psychology behind this uh, uh, this fetish in opaque yet poignant lyrics like downy sins of streetlight fancies or tongue in tongue of throngs the belt does await you and my personal favorite strike dear mistress and cure his heart the and the music itself is haunting with reed playing an ominous br- these ominous broken chords on a downtune guitar uh, bassist jim kale is playing a discordant these discordant passages on his electric viola and the backbeat is just a bass drum and a tambourine uh, holding a plodding rhythm that just builds on this intensity. Uh, and I got to paraphrase this essay that was written by Eric Kirsten as he describes the song as sounding like what you'd hear upon first arrival in an SNM dungeon. <laughs> so keep that in mind when you're listening to this. So, uh, yeah, here it is. My fa- probably... Yeah, my favorite song of this record, which would put it in high ranking for best, my favorite Velvet Underground song. This is Venus in Furs.
slightly Severin down on your bended knee Taste the whip in love not given lightly Taste the whip now bleed for me unsettling but some people may get turned on by it and that's sort of the idea <laughs> nice yeah so so yeah that song fucking kicks ass that whole album is just uh it's just wonderful from front front to fucking back yeah the yeah that album i fucking love and the band velvet underground it's like while not having achieved much commercial success outside of the you know alternative communities uh, they are hailed with such reverence, having influenced such artists who <clears throat> instigated new genres such as punk and avant-garde rock and psych rock and prog rock and uh, alternative rock and indie. And they still are just as influential in those circles today. So Velvet Underground Forever, R.I.P. Lou Reed. His uh, yeah, 10-year anniversary of his death was last October. From uh, yeah, He died in October of 2013. So, yeah, and and yeah, we don't talk about Lulu. <laughs> that's a, that's just a piss stain on two artist discographies. Yeah, <laughs> uh, God, what a weird thing. But Lou Reed was an amazing. Uh, he was an amazing composer, singer, lyricist, poet. He had his he had it set out for him. He was quite a fucking uh, tour de force, and and yeah, that translated very well in Velvet Underground. So they will be missed. Right. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got for Velvet Underground. That was quite a lot. Well, I've I got mean, a band. I can fill up a whole episode talking about this record, so it's best that I leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
on your other podcast, even though the style of music probably doesn't fit the title, Lead Melodies. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, the first episode was Amigo the Devil, so oh, maybe the, the idea is they're they're heavy in their own right. Just say that. Okay. Uh, the band I got reached out recently. The band is Gutter Blood. They're from Scotland. I want to thank Andy for reaching out. Uh, email just came across a couple days ago, and I thought, you know what, this it, it's punk. It's made by guys who are also in punk band, like Oi Polloi, but because uh, Oi Polloi is, uh, you know, it's a Scottish band, if you didn't know, played that band before. Uh, this band, though, kind of has its own thing, which is more than just punk. Uh, it is Scottish DIY punk, doom, indie blues, spoken word, wrapped in a newspaper, and driven by discontent. That's a description from the band. Well, that's, uh, <laughs> God, that's pretty loaded. <laughs> something, definitely something going on. They released Hard Gandhi, which is an EP, and they did so on January 1st, so just a couple weeks ago. There's four tracks there, two that are a little shorter, two that are a little bit longer, you know, in the four-minute range, but two that are in the under-two-minute range, I believe. So go check it out. They do have a band camp. You can go to gutterbloodband.bandcamp, and you can check them out there. They do have a video on YouTube for their track, Hard Gandhi, which is what we are going to listen to, the title track, in just a moment. Uh, a few other things that I want to put out there. Gutter Blood, in Scottish anyway, it's a noun, and it is a noun of a person of inferior breeding, one of the rabble. That's what Gutter Blood <laughs> is. You know what it actually reminds me of? It reminds me of the Blood Feud episode from The Simpsons. Nice. <laughs> you know, whether... Yeah, in the context of that, it's like uh, yeah, Mr. Burns suffering from hypohemia and needs a blood transfusion, but he's got a very rare blood type, double O negative. <laughs> and Smithers, of course, is like, is like a, give him mine. Oh, I'm sorry, but you'd have type B positive. Damn, curse this gutter blood that flows in my veins. <laughs> 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 so... Yeah, that's what it reminds me of, but gutter blood just sounds fucking, uh, it just sounds hard. Yeah. It. Hey, well, you're about to hear the music. Uh, like I said, two of the band members, they play in Oi Polloi, and gutter blood is very different from that, just so you know. <laughs> all right, all right, I'll trust you on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to read just a little bit about the song so you have some context. You can, again, you can also go watch the video. Uh, some context on the song. An internal battle rages between his former life of addiction and his newfound sobriety, but neither world is perfect or complete, and neither world has provided the clarity and consciousness that he so desperately seeks. That's specifically uh, about the video, but about the track about the video. Hard Gandhi shows no weakness on the outside, but on the inside he is numb to the outside world and just one drink away from the abyss. The video Gutter Blood, uh, the video Gutter Blood filmed and produced this video with zero budget, two phones, and a GoPro. Hell yeah! Right. So check it out. You can go over to YouTube, search Gutter Blood, Hard Gandhi. Uh, they do have another video which I haven't seen this one yet for Gardy Lou, but I did watch the Hard Gandhi video. Uh, they're on Spotify. Uh, they do have a gutterblood.blogspot.com if you want to check them out there. Their tracks are Hard Gandhi, Gardy Lou, Mr. X, and Old Town Young Team. That's the four tracks on the EP. Uh, this video, they uh, 
said they would like to film or they would like the film to bring particular attention to men's mental health issues with the aim of encouraging everyone to look out for friends and family at the most difficult time of year. And keep in mind, you know, again, this came out just a couple weeks ago as well. Uh, guest vocalist Tom McFadden rides the rhythm to lead you on a grim, menacing stream of consciousness that touches on class and narcotics. And that was written by Nathan Brown of Louder Than War. So I think I've given you some context of the band because I'm sure a lot of people hadn't heard of the band prior to this. So now here we go with Gutter Blood and Hard Gandhi. A massacre, you arrogant little parasites. Middle class attitudes running about high as kites. You manipulative fetal troglodytes. the right to remain silent. Anything you say can be and will be used against you in court. You have the right to talk to a lawyer for advice before we ask you any questions. You have the right to have a lawyer referee. 
red wine, brandy and cocaine, you were a cruel mistress. What a mess you. And if you didn't make me so ugly, I'd embrace you and I'd kiss you. I'm dining out on serotonin and CBD. Think of you, think of me. I'm so numb to the outside world, it's like chloroform to the soul. I'm scunnered and redundant and I drink away for the dole. The average man is so starved of personal positive attention that a simple compliment is enough to steal his heart. And I let you steal my heart. And you took it and traded it for a patsy. Welcome to the massacre, you arrogant little parasites. Middle-class attitudes running about high as kites, you manipulative fecal troglodytes. My friends say I dodged a bullet. At least you're not threatening to slit my throat again or hull it. At least I'm not sat alone hunting for a drink to get me through it. Because I've considered my life. And I chose not to do it. It's cocaine and caviar. Fentanyl and fish sticks And we both know There's only one way to fix this That's the longest track I've ever picked for the show. Yeah, probably is. <laughs> 6.55 is where that one clocked in at. Well, yeah, I picked longer. <laughs> I think the longest one I've ever chosen was Bat Out of Hell. That's uh, just five seconds under 10 minutes long. Right. Yeah, so and I remember I had to uh, interrupt in the middle of the track <laughs> just to sort of like uh, uh uh, just to sort of complete what I wanted to say about the song so it didn't take up uh, too much time. Right. Yeah. But these guys, damn, that's, uh, yep, they sure as fuck delivered. They do, and they did, and their video is nine minutes and 35 seconds long. Like I said, no budget, two phones, and a GoPro. They did all that shit themselves, so fantastic, good for them. The band is Gutter Blood from Scotland. Thank you again to Andy for reaching out. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, very cool to check that one out. 
Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Got to fucking uh, see what else they got. <laughs> right? They have three other tracks now, two videos, one video for the one we just heard. So get out there, check those out. Thank you again to everybody who shares their music. Thank you to everybody who has listened all the way up to this point. Uh, we are going to wrap up the show now. So you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Player FM, Podvine, Podchaser, Verbal, and slcpunkcast.com. The bands are found on Instagram at Old Ghosts Buffalo, at Bankrupt Punk, at Shawnee's Angels, at e.fn.r, at d.i.bandofficial, at Cherum XVX, at Raygun underscore Cowboys, at The Velvet Underground Official, at Gutterblood Band, and the show is at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where are you? I am on Instagram at scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. And you can find my band Anonymous and Apathetics on Instagram at anonymous underscore band official and at theapathetics.slc. And on Facebook at anonymous SLC and at theapathetics. And find our shit on Bandcamp at anonymous SLC and theapathetics.bandcamp.com. My other podcast, Lead Melodies, is on uh, Instagram at leadmelodies underscore podcast and on Facebook at lead.melodies.podcast.slc and you can stream the episodes on anchor.fm slash leadmelodies and follow the SLC Hardcore page on Facebook at SLC Hardcore a lot of uh, hardcore shows coming up I'm going to be uh, posting the flyers awesome the bands are found on Facebook at Old Ghosts HC at Bankrupt Rocks at Shawnee's Angels at official. At Raygun Cowboys 1 3, at The Velvet Underground, at Gutter Blood, the show's at SLC Punkcast. Thank you again to everybody who has tuned in. Eric, any final thoughts before we wrap the show? Uh, just wish me luck for braving the crowd at fucking Park City. <laughs> <laughs> wish you luck, and I'm looking forward to hearing about it on the next one. Yep, so am I. <laughs> Play the fucking outro.